Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. One of the privileges of um, living in Spain over the last 20 years has been being sent to different regions of Spain and getting a, a flavour of the identity, the attitude, the behaviour. And while early on that tended to be Madrid, Barcelona, Valencia, Deportivo La Coruña and indeed Celta Vigo, when Celta Vigo went to Milan and won 1-0 and UEFA sent me there on Champions League duty, one of the most regular spots where I've been um, made welcome, enjoyed huge evenings, has been Seville. Less so for Betis, more often for Los Rojiblancos. Any of you who are listening to this column being read again, I say thank you to ESPN FC for allowing us to do this. And, and please go to their website to look at their brilliant, extensive coverage of European football. But anybody listening to this will have heard our regular contributor, Pete Jensen, on the question and answer we do for socios. He was present, as was my brother. Um, I forget who all else. Maybe it was Sidlow there. I can't remember. But one night after Sevilla beat Arsenal in the Champions League, um, their wonderful press officer, uh, Jesus, invited us all back to Bar Remember, which is round the corner from the Nervion. And he didn't quite tell us that although we would have <clears throat> what we call in Scotland a locky in which was after licensing hours, one can remain in the premises and drink and drink and have stories and memories. He didn't tell us that Del Nero, the president and the board, would be coming too. And so what happened that night after Sevilla beat Arsenal in the Champions League was a lock-in with the most powerful man then at Sevilla. He was destined for prison, unfortunately, where we taught him our songs. He taught us... Um, his songs, which were mostly anti-Betis. And we had one of the most wonderful uh, social nights with football people that I've had in Spain. My affection for Sevilla doesn't go around anti-Betis songs and drinking into late hours. Over the time that uh, I've been watching them, we've seen brilliant football from Sevilla, Guinness Book of Record performances in the Europa League where they won three in a row, in a row, pardon me. It was also a fantastic night out at Hamden um, some 15, nearly 16 years ago when they beat Espanyol in extra time and penalties in the rain. And we went singing afterwards with uh, Adrian Heath, Cheryl Jane Campbell, Graham Runcie and Arthur Newman. Yeah, yeah, football does tend to lead me into late night drinking sessions. You're right. Which is why having to compose this column about 
Sevilla cost a little bit. Did I say that a couple of weeks ago about writing about Cholo Simeone? Well, maybe it's me. Maybe it's the age I'm at. But I don't think so. I think you're allowed to have affection. Bias? No. That's not encouraged. Affection? Well, you wouldn't be human. You'd be robotic and probably not much use in this job if you didn't develop affection for eras, for individuals, for a club, for its anthem. Sevilla has been an enriching uh, part of my football life, both before I came to Spain and subsequently it's the second city where I watched football, uh, me and Graham Runcie being at Betis's ground to see Scotland losing 4-1 to Brazil in that 1982 World Cup, which changed my life. Overall, then, to be writing about a, a beleaguered, shargard, under pressure, disappointing Sevilla is an unpleasant phenomenon. Nevertheless, it felt like time, and that's why I wrote this for ESPN FC. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once, it's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com In The Importance of Being Earnest, the brilliant Irish playwright Oscar Wilde wrote the sarcastic barb, to lose one parent may be regarded as a misfortune. To lose both looks like carelessness. Although these are not witty, creative times around FC Sevilla, it's a remark which could be adapted and offered up as a critique of their recent record when it comes to managerial appointments. In other words... To sack one coach may be regarded as a misfortune. To screw up on seven of them looks damn careless. I'll explain. Sevilla might shock us all and smash Borussia Dortmund in the Champions League this week and finally give a spark of life to their so far utterly dismal season. But don't hold your breath. Sadly, it would be a still greater shock if even such a show of defiance rescued Julian Lopetegui's job. He's been beleaguered for weeks, maybe months. He's deeply unpopular with Sevilla's volatile, voluble, ultra-demanding fans. His players appear either uninspired or bored by him. And frankly, it might be healthiest for all concerned to turn the page, him included. But if Monchi, 
Sevilla's players, the fans, local media or club president Jose Castro reckon that this will be a quick fix which drags Sevilla out of the doldrums and allows all the blame to be heaped on poor old Lopetegui, well, they'd better think again. The reason for using the Oscar Wilde quote is that Sevilla's recent record on managerial appointments is frankly pretty shocking. Since Unai Emery left in 2016, beating Liverpool in Switzerland to win the last of Sevilla's astonishing hat-trick of Europa League finals, the club has made seven coach appointments, almost immediately getting rid of six of them. As battered and bruised as Lopetegui is now, he's their only success in that time. In 2020, he, too, won the UEFA Europa League, and if you remember... Pretty thrillingly at that. But the average tenure of the six coaches appointed before him is just over five months each. Pathetic. The record of a relegation yo-yo club with a despotic, badly advised owner. From Jorge Sampaoli, who's in the frame to take over again, at ten months, through Eduardo Berizzo, Vicenzo Montella, Joaquin Caparos twice, and Pablo Machin, this extraordinary club which roared back into life in 2005, having not won a major trophy for 57 years, 10 of them since then, this extraordinary club has stuttered from one mistaken or failed coaching appointment to another. Short and simple, when Monchi was briefly at Roma, his beloved Sevilla made a complete dog's dinner of coping without him. He returned, brought Lopetegui with him, and there's been continuity, consecutive qualifications for the riches of the Champions League, and another European trophy. However, there's no avoiding the fact that Sevilla's transfer market work since the epic business done in summer 2019 on Monchi's return from Syria A has largely stunk the house out. A fact which partly accounts for the desperate situation in which Lopetegui now finds himself. Every single coach, great, average or journeyman, absolutely depends on the basic quality of his assembled footballers. There are minor exceptions to the criticism of Sevilla's last six transfer market performances, and no doubt some of you will want to pick a fight with me over which they are. In summary, Suso and Naziri have had their moments, Papu Gomez and Marcos Acuna too, Eric Lamela on form lifts Sevilla's creativity, Gonzalo Montiel hints at ability. Small comfort, really, when compared to over 30 other footballers who've come in and often left without making a significant impact. Vitalising footballers. Think of them. Dani Alves, Luis Fabiano, Renato, Ivan Rakitic, Seydou Keita, Vissam Banyera, Adriano, Kevin Gamero, Vitolo, Vachlik, Julio Baptista, Dani Carizo, Carlos Baca, Enzo Maresca, Freddy Canuti, Christian Paulson, Jeffrey Kondogbia, Gregoros Krukoviak, Vicente Abora, and the mighty Ever Banega. Look, two things here. Yes, I know that's a long list of names to include in a column. But it's only scratching at the surface of Monchi's success over the last two decades. Just soak in an oral example 
of his cutting-edge excellence. Secondly, yes, I know I've missed out one of your personal favourites, which might include the fact that Monchi has been overall responsible for creating an academy which produced Sergio Ramos, José Antonio Reyes, Antonio Puerta, Jesús Navas, Alberto Moreno and Brian Gil. Every single one of whom has won a European or World Trophy at club or international level, or both. Monchi's boys. The intense decline since truly excellent work when Kunde, Diego Carlos, Bono and Jan Juan Jordan were all signed in summer 2019, but the intense decline in how well they signed footballers isn't the only thing which has left Sevilla in the mire. Last season, Los Rojiblancos were averaging eight or nine players out injured every month from December onwards. That's disastrous. So, whose fault is it? The doctors? The physios? The fitness coaches? Unless Lopetegui runs atrociously poor training sessions and injures his own players, in which case wouldn't Monchi have intervened long ago, he can't be blamed for never having full or fully fit playing resources at his disposal. One crazy example is that Marcao, signed to partially offset the brutal impact of selling Kunde and Diego Carlos in the same summer, hasn't been fit to play a single competitive minute since signing three months ago. Another problem outside the 56-year-old Basque's control is his noisy neighbours. Betis, for most of Munchie's reign, must have thought that they were in purgatory, pure and simple. Sevilla hit new heights, won trophy after trophy, won the majority of the passionate, aggressive city derbies, made themselves world famous and earned hundreds of millions of euros from UEFA success and unparalleled profit-making on their transfer market trading. Betis, meanwhile, bounced up and down between relegation and promotion and, frankly, sulked. Right now, they're vibrant, vivacious, the stadium is full to the brim with noisy, evangelically happy supporters, and above all, they're reigning Copa del Rey holders. All of which adds bitterness and sting to the fury of those in red and white who've given up on Lopetegui. Not his fault, Betis are brilliant to watch, but he might have to pay the bill. So although Lopetegui's performance level across his three years in charge has plummeted from notably good to Sevilla have lost their verve and cutting edge to now they're in deep trouble, there are genuine mitigating circumstances. When Lopetegui's record reads 1-7 of the last 21 La Liga matches last season, flunking out of what looked like a title challenge and only qualifying for the Champions League on the last day of the season, those circumstances probably won't save the poor chap. What makes it still worse is that the impoverished performance this season means that he and his team have only won 38 of the last 84 La Liga points in play. In March, they were in contention for the title. Second and six points off Madrid with a game against Los Blancos to come at the Nervion. Now, they're struggling to edge clear of the relegation zone. Europe, too, has been a sudden litany of defeats against teams which, over the last 15 years, Sevilla would have routinely eliminated. The final ignominy for Mr Lopetegui, 
and a brooding threat for anyone charged with taking over in the immediate future was laid out by Papu Gomez. One of the clear recent transfer market bullseyes, El Papu returned from international duty with Argentina, pursued back to Spain by his own quotes while in his native country, suggesting that any smart player worth his salt will have his head much more focused on the World Cup than La Liga or Champions League business over the next month until the World Cup begins. Papu was quoted as saying, this last month before the tournament starts is going to be complicated. Let's see where everyone's mind is going to be. How focused guys are. With all due sincerity, that's the truth of the situation. Admirably frank, and at the same time, alarmingly threatening. Precisely when Sevilla, Lopetegui and Monchi require every last man to be fighting tooth and nail for every single header, tackle, loose ball, and snarling through every single 50-50 challenge, Papu Gomez reckons that there's a temptation to put national team interests first. To protect oneself, not Sevilla. Look, there's something about Lopetegui in World Cups. I was there four years ago in Krasnodar when an effervescent, confident and dark horse Spain watched their chances be blown to smithereens by Lopetegui's naive belief that he could line up the Real Madrid job, announce it, and still keep his Spain post throughout the Russia 2018 World Cup. Boy, did he judge that one badly. He was on a plane home, sacked, before Spain kicked the ball in anger. Now, even if he somehow makes it through the next few games with some senior players saving themselves or what will happen in Qatar, he'll nevertheless immediately hit that awful Bermuda Triangle for coaches when a long period of inactivity, during which most of your best players aren't with you in training, usually makes under-pressure clubs, boards, presidents and owners ultra-trigger-happy. The itch to sack often becomes irresistible. If they do dispense with one of only two coaches to win them a trophy in the last six years, Monchi's work in redeveloping and improving will have to be throbbingly successful. Above all, right now, Sevilla lack a killer goal scorer and a commanding, permanently fit central defender. To give Monchi credit, he's a stickler for explaining his philosophy, his hit-miss rate, and generally for lifting the lid on that dog-eat-dog world which he's imperiously dominated for the last 20 years. A couple of months ago, he explained to Radio Marca, the Sevilla we've built is now nothing like the one of 10 or more years ago. Clubs know us. They now know that we're looking for players who'll be burnished here, who'll succeed and then have a big resale profit for us. So those clubs try to build in bigger future sell-on profits for themselves when we're negotiating to buy their footballers. That's why we now try to buy players who are more the finished article, rather than the young versions of Alves, Baptista and Adriano, as we once did. That decision, in turn, hoists the purchase price up for us. Monchi, being an old romantic, also argues, it's fundamental that when we sign a footballer, as soon as he hears that Sevilla wants him, I need to see his eyes shining with pride. Not something which will happen too often if the current stagnant, injury-prone, antagonistic and underperforming situation at the club continues. It's just best that everyone understands sacking Lopetegui will not be a panacea for all that ails them.
Over to you, Munchie. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.